0: I can rope as good as I ever have, but it's one of those deals that if you're not out in front of the people in, in the public eye, it don't take long in, in the rodeo business that people forget about you.
1: This is Season 3 of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's regular podcast where the team roping world talks. We've told the stories of some of the greatest cowboys, horses, and moments in the sport, and we're so far from done. In 2020, we'll bring you more of what you've come to expect, like interviews with the best cowboys and cowgirls we know and we'll dive even deeper into subjects you care about. Look for more audio editions of the Team Ruffing Journal stories you might have missed in print, and learn about the great horses shaping the sport and great challenges facing our industry. All this and more in 2020. I'm Chelsea Schaefer. Rich Kelton texted me the other day to let me know he'd be at my neighbor's house. That's Dr. Jason Stoneback and his wife, Jen, for one of his elite healers-only schools. I love when Rich comes to town because we usually catch him eating a ribeye at the Pepper Pod, our favorite local steakhouse, and we get a good visit in. This time, though, I caught up with Rich on the Stonebeck's front porch after he'd spent two days in the 90-plus degree heat helping healers elevate their roping on the bones, on the helomatic and on live steers. Fresh on his mind, after all that, was what everyday ropers can do to hone their craft, and I got to ask him questions about his career I never asked in our decade-long friendship. Rich's eight world titles have absolutely made him a legend, but to me, it's his accessibility to the everyday roper that's made him stand out among Hall of Famers. This conversation is one I've wanted to bring you for a while, and I'm really glad you're here to listen. Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Score, brought to you by Helomatic Training Systems. Our guest today is Rich Skelton, and his mantra, the core of what made him an eight-time world champion, is perfect practice. His sponsors at Helomatic then are the perfect fit for that program. Helomatic has led the industry in innovation that's backed by science and proven results for years, and I'll tell you more about them on our commercial break. Well, hi.
0: How's it going? Good.
1: <laughs> We've never done one of these so it's always fun to do one for the first time with somebody right. we are in beautiful fort lupton colorado right now you mm. come through here quite a bit you come through colorado quite a bit and stay
0: stay here a lot um yeah i stayed with the elements for a long time and now i stay up here with jason jen stoneback so yeah uh, pretty cool
1: yeah it's a nice place and, and it's a hundred degrees today and you just had a roping school Mm-hmm. So that was fun. That's a big part of what you're doing right now. Is a lot of schools
0: doing a lot of schools. The the cool thing is, yeah, I'm doing a healers only uh, tour. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Randy Bloomer helped me with one a few years ago, and we give a trailer away. And next year, I'm in April. I'm uh, if you attend the school, we're gonna be able to put in. A, we're giving a truck away, mm-hmm. Ford uh, F250. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. And also, I feel like doing a lot of schools puts you. A little bit more on ground level of the roping community too. Like you'll see a lot more of what's actually going on in roping and what people are struggling with and, and all that.
0: Exactly. You know, and, and uh I tell you what, where I've learned a lot too is my daughter and everybody roping and having uh, and having uh, kids come over and you know and uh, go to some. I went to some ropings with her. I went to a couple twelve ropings and things mm-hmm. like that that i never actually seen. And it's been pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, pretty different to to experience it from that side of it. What is the biggest thing that you end up working on in your schools or like the biggest challenge you see people having?
0: You know, to me, the biggest challenge is horsemanship. You know, I know I had to start working on my horsemanship a few years ago, maybe well 10 or 15 years ago. I've got to know, uh, do a lot of clinics and be around Chris Cox a lot. I'm very fortunate because he helps me a lot with it, with my horsemanship. Um, you know, we do, do the one school a year, the team roping horsemanship clinic. It works really good. Um, one of those deals where um, it's it's very interesting. You know, it's not everybody when they get on their horse, first thing they want to think about is a rope. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not the rope that I mean. You got to ride and and rope. And it's, you know, when you put it all together, it's pretty 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 interesting.
1: And when you say horsemanship, like, what are are people not balanced in the saddle are they using too much of their hands like what are some things that you see people really doing wrong when it comes to horses
0: well to me it's like all the horses pull on them mm-hmm. and, and I don't care who you are when you have, when a horse pulls on you and you can't follow through mm-hmm. and you when you can't follow through um, it'll it'll work really good like you'll be at a rope and, and you'll see some young kid he'll rope one get a, get close pull off throw and uh and he'll catch the crowd will go wild but you know i'm just very old school about everything uh i you know i i just soon take my put my money on clay cooper when he <laughs> comes around there his he's over the steer you know places rope, rope, gonna rope the steer you know his horse is helping him yeah and you know and it's a new era nowadays you know like we had to learn. There's two things to me that's so huge about the ro- about the horsemanship and roping part of it has changed. You know, like me, uh, it's one of those deals that uh, nowadays um, everybody I learned to rope ten steers in a row by two feet. Nowadays it seems like they learn to rope fast before they ever learn how to catch. You know, mm-hmm. very many in a row.
1: Now you, you mentioned old school and how you learned to rope. Tell me, how did you grow up? Where where was your arena? What Who taught you how to rope?
0: How did that? You know, I grew up at Electra, Texas. Uh, There was a good friend of mine named Gary Jacobs, helped me a lot. Uh, He he roped really good, and then he still ropes good today, and he's 70-something years old. Uh, You know, uh, he trained a lot of horses. There was a lot of people. Bill Pogue helped me a lot with my roping. Uh, You know, Charles Pogue's dad, and uh, I kind of roped good enough just to figure out that I didn't rope good enough, mm-hmm. you know. So I had to go back and change everything, and that's when uh, Bill helped me a lot with my horsemanship, my roping. Um, and when I left that year, uh, I made the finals, you know. So, but I stayed there for, with him for three or four months. We I'd get up in the morning, rope the sawhorse for an hour, hour and a half. I'd rope uh, the sled, and then I'd rope steers, you know. And we had a, like an old school sled, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not like the helimatics and things we have nowadays.
1: Yeah, Bill Poe. Did he rope left-handed? Yes, he rode left-handed. So. Yeah.
0: And I actually rode the first time I made the NFR, I rode his horse at the NFR.
1: A left-handed horse?
0: Left-handed horse. Really? Actually, Ricky Green won the average on that horse.
1: What was that horse's name?
0: Um, his I just just his <laughs> Rony was his name. He was a uh-huh. left horse. Uh
1: huh. So, That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, was he any different at all being a left-handed horse?
0: No, it actually worked really good because I could ride all of Bill's horses. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they got down the arena good enough. And to me, my whole career, my my weakness has been riding my horses down the arena. Mm-hmm. So it's all about, you know, and his horses would get down the arena because he'd have to be past the steers mm-hmm. and they'd square up to be left-handed. And I ro- roped really good on his horses.
1: That's cool. So do, when you said your weakness, would you have a tendency to just back off and... Uh, yeah, I, I just did.
0: I just did not ride my horse down the arena. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, my whole career, Speedy always gave me a heck about it because I didn't. I don't use my legs very good. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing. Uh, the older I've gotten, I'm talking about the horsemanship. Mm-hmm. I've had to work on because my horses aren't as good. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say they aren't as good, but R- Rony was really fast. All my horses, my whole career has been real fast because mm-hmm. they actually did it for me. I mm-hmm. didn't have to. If I have to ride and kick, I don't rope very good.
1: Hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, are you getting better? Is that something you've worked on, or is it something that you've like conceded it well, isn't your deal?
0: No, no, I've worked on using <laughs> my legs. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're talking about our horsemanship part of it, the horses, when they get to pulling on you, and then you got to learn to stop about, to stop them at the right time. Mm-hmm. If you stop them, back them up. If you ever throw your rope, it, it's no good. I mean, that's one thing I learned from Speedy a long time ago. If you ever throw your rope, the horse don't know any difference. Mm-hmm. So you gotta stop them and fix them at the time they're messing up. Whether it's it's in increments, whether they pull on you when you leave the box, whether they pull on you right before the steer turns, or after of going across the arena. Mm-hmm. You gotta pick, and it's not that you really, uh, you don't jerk on them, you lift them up. And that's one thing that Chris Cox has helped me with, is shortening my range, lifting the front end, having contact with their mouth, and helping them stop. Mm-hmm. And people don't really realize when you do that, that that transfers into your loop going under the feet, you know, going through. If the horse stops right, and you're then you're forwarding your saddle, it, it just sends your loop through there. But if a horse stops with his front end, whatever the horse does is what your loop's what gonna do. What your
1: loop do. does, yeah, that makes sense. Right. We just did a, a photo shoot and a video shoot with Caesar and Dakota and Bradlaw, and that was one of the things that both Dakota and Caesar said is that they were working much more on picking their horses up in the stop than pulling back or you know just i mean it's a horse show thing as far as the way that those guys show them Mm -hmm. but it's also and that was something they they, all three of them talked about was how they pick their horses
0: up more so than you know that's like say that's one of the first things chris cox has has Mm helped taught me you know uh, is how to lift them up and not scare them Mm -hmm. you know in the stop so and what a lot of people don't realize is, uh, like, I we bought a young horse two or three years ago, and Chris went with him when we bought him, and he, uh, like, if you rope the hillomatic and like in the, when you rope them, don't let them stop. Like rope them, keep them moving, keep their front end moving. Then they'll figure out how to stop. Most people, to me, they always rope. They want to throw and just dally and stop them. But it, then their front feet, their front feet learn how to stick. And if you keep the front feet moving, then they can stop.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cause I think everybody's working on, especially like lower number guys, middle number guys working on getting a horse to get in the ground and really stop. Like that's a point of pride, Right. but I can probably also get them in a bind in the right. end. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, to me, I like when I talk talking about my horsemanship, I like to keep them the same all the way through the corner. And if they, and a lot of times everybody tries to really make them go fast in there. So they stop hard. And that good, but to me that kind of throws me back and I, and then I can't, I don't follow through as good. Mm-hmm. I just like to just keep my horses the same all the way through the turn.
1: Mm-hmm. I understand. Um, Rony was obviously such a huge part of your career. And so you said he, he was free and he ran hard. Was that what he did the best or what was what made him such an icon?
0: Well, to yes, he could run, he really could run, and he could stop. But the one thing that it, I had to work on with him all the time is his scoring. Mm-hmm. If he scored good, he was good in the field. But if he didn't score good, then he would pull on me mm-hmm. in, in the corner. So it was like, that's how, that's really how I started working on my horsemanship. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a funny story. I've told people at schools, uh, back in when they had the George Strait and uh, roping in uh, burning mm-hmm. I had two of the or three of the best headers of all time I roped the T woman Jake Barnes and speed I was clean on all on all three steers the mm-hmm. first round and I um, missed all three the next round and had good chances and I could tell my roping was gradually falling off so but I didn't know why so I got home on Monday and speedy come over and he had well, there was a boy there headed lived with me and roped with me he had, he got on Ronnie speedy did he didn't take a rope, just got on the saddle horn and put his hand on the saddle horn. And the steer went down the ring. I'd have given Roni to you if I'd have seen what was fixing to happen. He just went down, he went and turned the muley and the, the horse just went straight past the steer. He didn't know there was a steer in Lano County. So uh, that's the day I really started having to work on my horsemanship. Yeah. he come back and he goes, there's your problem.
1: How many world titles did you want at that point?
0: Probably four or five. Yes. That's so
1: funny that yeah. you, you had you had four world titles, four or five world titles before you started working on your horsemanship.
0: Right. I just, you know, I'd always, I mean, where I would get in trouble is I would rope and I'd rope, and I'd work on, like Ronnie, I'd rope 15, 20 steers over the course of the day, and he'd work good the last five steers of the day, mm-hmm. but he had a big motor, and then the next day, on the first or second one, I'd have to start back over, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't work that good because he was so strong and wanted to run and stuff And that's and the one thing I learned from T woman is he told me when I moved to lano said the first year of the days The most important steer they have to work, you know on that steer. It sets the mood for everything, you know, so when he When he if they don't work there, they're not you can't get off to a good start to roping or you drive eight hours to a rodeo and miss mm-hmm. so You know, I had to get him to start my horsemanship to where he worked on the first steer.
1: So, what did what 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 did that look like? What was your time in the practice pen? I mean, was it loping a bunch of circles? Was it getting him softer in the bridle?
0: Both everything. Mm -hmm. It was like I would, uh, I'd leave the I'd get I'd walk out with the steers, I'd go with them, and then when when they would, like I say, if he got strong right there, I would just uh, stop him, back him up. Let him sit there and think about it, and then I would have him turn a muley, and I wouldn't even take my rope. I just turned him to the inside, mm-hmm. get him to the inside where I could see the feet. I, the problem was, is I was getting past the steers and I wasn't seeing okay. the feet. And your horse position creates your body position. Mm-hmm. So if I have to lean and you know if I have to lean and look, then it changes the angle on your rope,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so it's just a snowball effect.
1: Mm-hmm. Now I think a lot about like I'm sure your daughter Amy loves horses like Mm -hmm. i love horses as a girl as a barrel racer i love horses but i never think of guys that way like i don't think of maybe that's just ingrained in me do you love working with horses as much as you love roping where does the
0: well uh, i'm a roper (laughs) i mean i I, basically i mean that's the long and short of it but the thing about it is 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 horses cost so much nowadays Mm -hmm. and it's they're used to you could go buy horses and make horses and they're even getting hard to find nowadays. Mm-hmm. Something you can go buy to make horse to make a good horse out of, and so one they're expensive. and Two you can't find them. So you got to you you're kind of forced into learning how to maintain them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that that's the bottom line there.
1: Did you, when you had Roni when you were younger and when you were rodeoing, did you, like do you do you know so much more now than you did? He taught me a lot. Yeah?
0: Yes, I mean, like I say, I started learning with him, and then I got Chili Dog, and Chili Dog been roped on, mm-hmm. and he'd been ranched on, and he was so... He he didn't need a lot of,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, because he had more cow to it. Mm-hmm. Rony, Rony had no cow.
1: Yeah. He
0: just had a lot of run.
1: But, like, as far as taking care of one, like, Rony lasted a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, did you d- do anything special at that time, or did you luck out on how well he lasted?
0: You know what, I mean, like... The thing about it is it's, you the, I, I was very, well one thing, he was very tough. Mm-hmm. He was, I mean, tough. And like, um, but you know, one thing that, it's just like everything else, everything's progressed. The ropes have gotten better. The uh, technology's better. Um, I would go with uh, like Dr. Vinaclaus mm-hmm. and Amarillo. Uh, he kept speeds going, my, my horses going. You know, you know, uh, we, I, I still today take my horses down road to get them shod. Mm-hmm. Six-hour drive, get them shod, and get and, and get on, and he works on them, and I go back home. Mm-hmm. So I mean, when you find to me, when you find something that works, stick to it.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a minute now to talk about Rich's sponsors at Helomatic Training Systems, who are bringing you this episode today. Helomatic's methods are backed by science and built by experts who pair an understanding of the dynamics of the sport of team roping with the mechanical know how to produce the industry's leading roping sled. When your time with a rope is limited, whether you're running your own business or managing a growing family, your time in the arena with a rope is precious. The Helomatic maximizes that time by providing a solid, steady practice with proven results. Consistency and a solid plan is the key to success. And the Helomatic is the tool you need to work that perfect practice plan. Visit Helomatic.com to order your sled, your bones, your super slider. You know, they are experiencing some shipping delays because the demand is so high right now for these products. So check out Helomatic.com. Promise you it is worth it. You and Speed, how was the, how were the conversations in the rig with Speed? What was the, as far as talking about roping, how much talking about roping did you guys do in eight years?
0: Well, you know what, we we didn't really talk about it a lot, but we roped a lot, and uh, you know, um, one thing Speed did is he videoed everything. Mm-hmm. And, Still does, been, right? <laughs> still does yeah. today. So and, so, and we would rope, and there'd be a lot of times we'd rope a steer and we wouldn't in in your mind you would think it was different mm-hmm. than when you get to the truck and watch it then you would think about you know but the one thing that Speedy's done that's so crazy is uh, is his horsemanship and stuff was so good that mm-hmm. he's doing the things that I've been working on now that he did it on his head horses mm-hmm. and he would you know the whole people don't really realize head horses are a when you get the real horses they they don't uh, you don't, like, the whole time we roped together, I bet he didn't turn me 25 25 steers on each horse, on bobber, viper, fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, he roped slow, picked up, you know, he, he went through the motions. He would rope the sled on them. He'd go and stick it on them and slow them down. And the one thing to me that you can really do, we roped a lot of muleys. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing you can do on a head horse is rope big steers. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Speedy spent a lot of time like get just getting his horses to work before we left home.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of guys aren't like as intentional about that, about like the specific kind of steers that you have for the specific kind of horses and, and all that. It's not just, and you talked about that in the last podcast you did for us was just mm-hmm. like regular, uh, unstructuring your practices and making sure your practice, making sure your practices are quality. Right. So, that, yeah.
0: But it's just you know, it, it's all it's all all about how you set everything up. Mm-hmm and that's that's the bottom line and the thing about is is when you're 20 25 years old you don't really realize that the Mm -hmm. older you get and uh you know you learn from your mistakes Mm -hmm. and and what and how things have worked
1: Mm -hmm. do you are you a short memory kind of guy or do you do you do you have any mistakes that still bug you to this day
0: no, not really. I mean, I'm I'm very fortunate. I've had, I've did everything that I've ever wanted to accomplish with a mm-hmm. rope, you know. And nowadays, I really enjoy like you know, doing the schools, and uh, helping like Rainy and ro- all the you know kids that come over mm-hmm. with her, and it's fun. I mean, actually, it's a, kind of a new take on everything.
1: Mm-hmm. How hooked is Rainy on all of it?
0: You know what? She does really good. I mean, the breakaway, and you know when. Everybody knows how good the breakaway's doing right now. To me, it's a perfect time in her career to you know, you know, because uh, the whole future of their sports is 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 just starting. Mm-hmm. And you know, and she loves to rope. She's heads good. She heals really good. But we don't really like her dallying. So, uh, so she mostly heads, mm-hmm. but she has a good swing from rope and calves, and and everybody thinks that I've helped her a lot. I really hasn't. She's kind of natural with her healing, mm-hmm. just because her she has a good calf swing. Mm-hmm. That's
1: cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and the barrel racing, she's still pretty active in the barrel oh, racing yes, too. Oh yeah,
0: she's got a barrel. She, they actually have a horse that they've they've had their grandma or her mom mm-hmm. and and now her. So and they've they've raised them and and she's done. She trained the mare. She's done a good job with her. That's awesome. Yep.
1: That's a lot of fun. Can you can you go and sit there all day at a barrel race? No. No? <laughs> no, I
0: don't do that. I tend to the rope, and Rhonda tends to the, to mm-hmm. the barrel racing.
1: Yeah, still that way?
0: That's, that's the way that happens. That's the way it's going to be. Yeah, it's the way it's going to be.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny. If she wants to go rodeo, what are you going to tell her about the road? What, do you think she's going to try to go make the NFR? What do you think?
0: Well, she, I think if this mare is, she's only five or six now, if she stays sound and mm-hmm. good, when she gets 18, you know, go to get her permit or card. I think she could; she'd have a chance. But she needs another horse. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, it's hard to do it in one. So, uh, you know, but you know, she's she's very, very, very competitive. Mm-hmm. So, she's sure to have an opportunity, a good chance mm-hmm. if she wants to.
1: And you'll be 110% behind her, not worrying or.
0: No, no, I'd be 100%. I'll help her. I mean, because I, you know, but the main deal with that is, is you know, it's you got to have, so it's all got to be set up, structured, and safe. hmm You know.
1: Yeah. Did you go when you were 18?
0: Oh, yeah. I would go to 80, 100 rodeos. Mm-hmm. People don't really realize, like, in South Texas, you can go to mm-hmm. unbelievable mine rodeos. I, I went to 80, 100 rodeos when I was 16, 17 years old. mm mm-hmm. You know, but before I ever went to any pro rodeos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure.
1: Reliance Ranches, I'm sure they might have some fast horses that if she needed a <laughs> yeah, second exactly. one, you might be able to come upon one. Um, how mm-hmm. did you get set up with the McKinney family?
0: You know what? Um, we I got to know Gary McKinney. He bought one of my places mm-hmm. in uh, Lano. Mm-hmm. And been and I've known him for 10, 12 years, ever since he bought the fir- my first place. And then we uh, come to find out, you know, they, he lived in Midland, and he, you know... Uh, he has an office now in Austin, so he can stay in Lano, and so they've kind of moved to Lano and uh, started the WCRA. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bob Moat lives there, and he runs all that. And we just got to, we just get the rope every day, and it's fun, and everybody gets along good, and enjoy it.
1: Their arena is beautiful. That mm-hmm. arena there in Lano, Bob sent me a video once of just the place, and wow, it's pretty. That's
0: very setup. beautiful. It's a it's a, a very beautiful ranch. They have that, and they got the they have a down in lano it's very very uh what do you call it uh they don't find it very often mm-hmm. there's enough water they have a pivot out there mm-hmm. you know there's not typically there's not that much water around lano to mm-hmm. have a pivot so they got a hay field uh you know and uh, they got all the race horses that you know they, over the last few years um i have one at the house that i've been heading on mm-hmm. and rainy taking around the barrels her name's demi moore Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a nice mare, um, Bobby, and uh, they have several, you know, and just, you know, roping on them and getting them new barrels and just, uh, doing something besides after they get done, you know, with the racing, give them something else to do.
1: Do they stay a little freer and fit your style of liking them getting down the arena a little bit more or you're just heading on them, but have you, they feel pretty free?
0: Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. they, you know, the, the thing about it to, like, it's a different mindset with them you have to almost uh spend more time stopping them Mm -hmm. you know because they want to run and they're taught to run into the bridle so that's the main thing is you know getting them where they're not really pulling on you Mm -hmm. you know so that's you spend a lot of time roping this machine roping slow steers things like that on them
1: i was so excited the mckinney family they um they jumped on board as soon as we decided we were going to do the team ropers breeders guide for the first time you know we've never done one of those before uh-huh. they jumped on board and put their studs in it which was cool because yeah. you know there's lots of cow horse programs that you know you would think right away would make sense for that but I was excited to see them support it because mm-hmm. they've got so many cool horses with the ones Trevor has and right. with the ones Bobby's riding so
0: that arena they have it's the same it's just like Trevor's but it has boards mm-hmm. in it mm-hmm. it's exactly kind, of, kind of kind of the same replica
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's, I, like I said I've only seen a video of it but it looks really, really pretty as far as you said, you've done everything you want to do with a rope, or won everything you want to win with a no. rope. I mean, does that mean if you could try to win the world again, you would, or are you done trying to win the world?
0: No, I'm not. I, if the, the thing about it is 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 nowadays, you know, I the the crazy thing is I have two really nice horses. I have everything, you know, and but it's one of those deals that, you know, I'm either it, it would it would take the right. The stars have to be lined up, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, get the right partner, get, um, uh, you know, uh, get the horses, you know, and and it's one of those deals, uh, I'd love to do that, and I'd like to make the NFR again, Mm -hmm. at least, you know, used to, uh, I was mad if I went in, you know, third or fourth, Mm -hmm. you know, and nowadays, I'd just, I'd love to make the finals again, one, because I have really good sponsors, Yeah, and they've stuck with me, it's been great. And the other deal, you know, I feel like I owe it to them a little bit to make it again. But the other deal, too, is uh, uh, it's just that they, uh, I I would like for my schools and things, you know, you need to be out in front of that public eye to be, you know, if you don't, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it'd be, I think it'd be really good for my schools and things if you're still competitive, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I can rope the good as I ever have. But Mm -hmm. it's one of those deals that if you're not out in front of the people in, in the public eye, it don't take long in, in the rodeo business people forget about you <laughs>
1: that's that's true I suppose yeah I mean I asked Champ a similar question and he said he kind of him hawed around about it but um, if Champ or if the stars were aligned to align with Champ mm-hmm. to win an eighth gold buckle would that be the coolest thing ever or would you be bummed out that somebody else had eight
0: no oh, that wouldn't bum me out <laughs> I mean you know the thing about it is the you know it's it, it's the, the one thing with with that deal, is I was honored when we won and we was tied with them, mm-hmm. and then I was honored, you know, when you actually succeed and beat a record that that mm-hmm. they, nobody would ever thought they would that would ever have been beat from them. Mm-hmm. So you know, but the champ, you know, if it uh, that's that would be cool. I mean, I, that would not bother me a lick
1: You know, he said on the on the podcast that. It wasn't really in his game plan to go win eight or, you know, go back to the NFR. But I had a bunch of top ten headers, gold buckle headers call and say, B.S., Clay Cooper wants to win number eight. (laughs) So um, that didn't make me laugh when everybody called after listening to that episode. Uh Um, Yeah, you and Nick were totally my team there for a couple years. I thought, you Mm -hmm. know, in Vegas that that was going to be, that was going to just be awesome. I loved both those buckskin horses you guys rode, and that was sure a lot of fun. To watch you rodeo with Nick, um, mm-hmm. the ERA year that you guys did the ERA, did you learn anything that year about the sport of rodeo,
0: and about? Well, you know, to to me the lack like, of that year, um, you know, but it's it, it to me it kind of drew a line in the sand for older people and younger people. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, uh, to me with are you know, after you've rodeoed long as I have and and. Jake and Clay and T and everybody we've all you know it's like you know the ERA was not for everybody mm-hmm. it was you know for more to me is more for guys that was later on that didn't want to rodeo and go to 100 rodeos you could go to 30 rodeos and still make a living and with the you know with the kids that you know and I remember Jake Long you know he was he never won a championship mm-hmm. and you know he he wanted to rodeo and win a championship so the the goals are completely different Mm -hmm. and and you can understand that because i was like you know i remember there's when i when i never won one i got up every morning that's all i thought about was Mm -hmm. what i'm going to do today to fulfill that dream Mm -hmm. and you know when somebody that ropes that good and you know they i could see why they wouldn't want to do the R A and i could see why we would
1: sure yeah absolutely well, it seems like the WCRA is working out as a wonderful compromise to that whole program right now. It seems like it's been
0: great. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and that's, you know, the one thing about uh, the WCRA is they're, they, you know, they're starting to do things for kids, mm-hmm. you know, and they're starting to do things, you know, for uh, for everybody. And they started the, the all-girl deal in Vegas. Yeah, I'm so excited you know. about it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's they're, they're trying to do as good, you know, and for, you know, where you know you can where you could either go to the, the Parisian rodeos too, or you mm-hmm. could go to the, the WCRA and kind of work it all in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It and it's a
0: good family deal too. Really. Yeah. Like for me and Rainy, you know, Randy wants to go or mm-hmm. It works good for everybody.
1: It would be cool. if She made the that world women's world championship. That would be a lot of fun. Exactly. Yeah. Be, is she going to try? Do you think in the breakaway and the is she going to try in multiple events to Oh nominate? yeah, she'll,
0: she'll, she she'll she. They nominate all the time. You know, like they go to. Uh, barrel races and things mm-hmm. like that and they, they, they I think she'll try to do both very cool that'll mm-hmm. be fun we'll yeah to, very good
1: all right sir well thank you so much
0: you betcha thank you I appreciate so, it
1: thank you all for listening to our episode with Rich Skelton today brought to you by Helomatic Training Systems remember helomatic.com get your order in now and you will have perfect practice in the coming weeks.